Father, we thank you so much for the sacrifice that Christ gave us on the cross, that we can stand uprightly before you, having accepted his sacrifice, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that we can live a new life today, that we are no longer in enmity toward you or you toward us, but that now we are sons and daughters of you. Through Christ Jesus, we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. amen. You may be seated if you want to. If you don't want to, you can hang out with me and stand up. There's nothing wrong. We're going to read from Joshua chapter 1 today. Someone, I, I'm just praying that you hear what the Spirit's trying to say today. You can forget it. You can forget about me. You can forget about my presentation. But just hear what the Spirit is trying to say to someone. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm talking to someone. Joshua chapter 1 Starting with verse 5, hear what the Lord's trying to say to you. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn away from it to the right hand or to the left that you may Prosper. Anyone want to prosper? Wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Everyone say courageous. courageous. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself. I said, Get your food together. Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Today we're still talking about the presence of God, but today we're going to talk about transitions power. There is a power that you can experience, that you can come in contact with in his presence right in the midst of the transitions of your life, right when the chapter is changing, right when there's not a foothold to get, you can experience some of the greatest presence of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you because it is life. Lord, I pray that your word becomes flesh in us one more time. Let Christ be alive in us via your word today. Holy Spirit, Minister this word according to each and every individual need that is represented here today. Uh, do your will and have your way in us. Help us to transform, transcend, and, and just to evolve into who you want us to be. Help us to encounter 
your presence moving forward because in your presence there's fullness of joy and at your right hand there's pleasures forevermore. And we just claim to this promise in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Now to remind you what we're talking about when we talk about the presence of God, we're not, the presence of God that we worship is not a presence that needs to be summoned. It is here. In him we live, move, breathe, and have our being, the Bible says. We don't have to go seek it. We don't have to call it in to us right now. We actually, it's, it's already here right now. We just, it's calling us to be into the now. It wants us to tune in to what it is doing. God is constantly doing things. He's constantly moving on our behalf. He just wants us to become aware of what he is doing. So it's not a matter of, Lord, would you allow your presence to descend upon us? No, it's already descended upon. It descended upon us in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 2, we just need to allow it to bubble up within us. Uh, when we talk about presence, there's two Hebrew words, uh, primary Hebrew words for presence. The first one is pene. It means face. We're talking about the face of God. God said, I want you to seek my presence this year. In other words, seek my face. Seek intimacy with me. Don't seek my hand, the blessings that I have. Uh, in your presence or in your face, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures of it forevermore. We always seek his blessings and his pleasure. But if you'll seek him and his face and his intimacy, you're going to get the hand. You're going to get the blessings. You're going to get whatever it is that he has for you. The other word is Shekinah. That means he that dwells. He that dwells. We also learned within the last few weeks that the, that, uh, the Holy Spirit, which contains the presence of God, the, the kingdom of heaven is, isn't uh, rules and regulations, but it's, uh, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where, where does the Holy Spirit dwell? Within us. So that the presence of God is alive and well within us. So if the presence of God is going to manifest in your life, you're the portal. You're the doorway. It's whether or not you want to acknowledge it and just release it and yield to it. It's wanting to work for you. You've just got to let it. You've got to get out of its way. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about today is uh, transitions power. I want to bring us back to something that, that God said at the top of this passage. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. Think about it. God is not going to leave you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to toss you away. I'm not going to throw you around. I'm not going to play games with you. I'm here to stay with you. Where you go, I'm going to go. He said, so be strong and be of good Courage. Don't be afraid. What are you afraid of today? What are you scared of? Think about it. God has given us a promise. I will be as I was. He said, as I was with Moses, that's how I'm going to be with you. As I was, so shall I be. It's a powerful word we're going to get into. We're going to learn that right in the middle of transition, you can encounter the greatest presence of God. Let's, look, let's take a look at what's taking place in this book. First of all, I love the book of Joshua. Joshua is not a book for wimps. Raise your hand if you're a wimp today. You don't have to raise your hand. 
So. <laughs> uh, it is not a book for wimps. If you like action, there's action. If you like violence, there's violence. Man, people getting their heads lopped off in this book. Man, there's war. There's, there's, uh, there's strategy. There's, there's spies. There's, man, there's all kind of stuff going on in Joshua. Uh, Joshua's New Testament equivalent is Ephesians. If you want to find a New Testament sister book for it. Because Joshua is about, if, if you're going to like Joshua, Joshua is written for people who are about to go take over someplace. They're going to go take possession of something that they feel is rightly theirs. The book of Ephesians gives us permission to take possession of something that is rightly ours. The book of Ephesians starts out with, all things have been given to us. The book of Joshua says, all things have been given to us. This is rightfully ours. The book of Ephesians talks about all things pertaining unto life and godliness in Christ, uh, in Christ Jesus. It spiritualizes what Joshua literalizes. In Joshua, we are inheriting land. In Ephesians, we're inheriting life, both of which takes courage, takes a lot of courage. Now, let's look at the context of what, what's, what's going on here in Joshua. Uh, really, the power of Scripture is only revealed when you understand uh, the environment, the what, the why, the when, and the how things were spoken and written. So everything in this passage that we read is in transition. Everything. There's a lot of movement going on. Everything is moving and in transition, except for God. God's the only thing not moving. The whole world for the Israelites is buzzing. They're on the cusp of finally getting the promise that, that was going to be their inheritance. Why they traveled in the wilderness for 40 years, round and round. Why they even risked leaving Egypt was about to be fulfilled. So they're in transition Israel is transitioning, transitioning from living nomadically after being enslaved in Egypt for 430 years. Now they're going to their promised land. They're on the cusp of a new beginning. And it's a, it's a good thing. But it's a scary thing. And it's a challenging thing. Anyone ever been there in your life? You realize everything in life is transitory. Nothing stays the same. About the time you think you've gotten settled and used to something and you found a comfort zone, life is going to shift and change. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. Sometimes it's a great blessing, sometimes it's a great challenge. But one thing I've learned in 48 years is life doesn't stay the same. Everything eventually changes. As beautiful as this community is that, that many of us live in, you wait around 75, 100 years, it may not look the same. It may not feel the same. You know? Now, Howard's saying, Howard's like, don't say that. No, it is. It's going to stay the same. It's going to look just as beautiful. So your investment, your investment is wise and safe. How's that? <laughs> I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out. I will say this. I, Hey, I will say this. The roads are going to stick around, man. These are 100-year roads, right? That's right. The roads are going to stick around, if anything. But everything changes. 
Now they must transition from being nomads in the desert to owners, dwellers, occupiers, and possessors of land. The land that they are about to possess is rightfully theirs, but they don't remember it. They've come home, but they've never been there before. Ancestors, their ancestors left it over 400 years ago. This is a whole generation that's never even seen this territory. There's a few of them that are left from Egypt. Most of those guys have died off over the 40 years that they wandered in the wilderness. So this is a generation that's not been mentored. They don't know how to occupy land. They know how to set up tents, take them down. They know how to collect food that was provided right outside of their tent. They know how to sustain themselves in the desert. But how do I grow crops? How do I maintain a house? How do I pick fruit? How do we maintain a government for this new civilization that we're about to settle on? Nobody's written a manual about it. They know that it's a good thing that's about to happen, but it's a scary thing because they have no facts to go on. All they have is faith. It's a time of transition. Transitions can leave you disoriented. Transitions can leave you excited sometimes, afraid sometimes, but definitely moving. They're facing a new future without their old leader. That's the biggest thing. They had the biggest security in the world when they were out in the desert. Moses. Moses. Let's talk about Moses. Moses, this mighty man of power and authority. It was Moses who would raise his staff and the Red Sea would part and they would cross it. Moses was who God said to other prophets, I speak to them in dreams and visions, but to Moses, I will speak face to face, he said. Moses was the one who would call upon the Lord until the presence of God would become a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day to protect them. It was Moses who would cry out to God and manna would fall from heaven to provide for his children. It was Moses who would call out to God and quail would come so that they would have protein. It was Moses, if you need healing, it was Moses who would raise the serpent up in the desert, the bronze serpent, and heal the entire camp. It was Moses that God would speak to and provide the law and the tabernacle plan. It was Moses who would come off the mountain with the Ten Commandments. It was Moses who they said, hey, if you need to talk to God, if we want to talk to God, we're too scared. Moses, you go talk to him. It was Moses that was called up and would sit in the glory of God for six days before God would begin to speak to him. Moses, he was the greatest leader that they would have ever had. It was Moses who got him out of Egypt in the first place, the great emancipator. And now here they are, finally, everything that Moses had preached about for 40 years in the desert. Don't give up. Keep walking. We're going we're gonna to make it. God said he's got a land for us. We're on the cusp of it. And now all of a sudden there's no Moses. The great security in their life, the great pillar that they leaned on has now been taken away. They got a problem. Moses went up on the hill and he's not come back down. They don't even know where he went. They don't know what happened to them. The angels have taken them away. God had to come show up and tell them, 
himself. Now my, my servant Moses is dead. You ever had that happen to you right when it seemed like you're about to accomplish the thing that you've waited the longest? The biggest shoulder that you leaned on is now gone. The biggest security you thought you had yanked out from under you. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was a family circumstance. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a home. Maybe it was a community. Maybe it was a neighborhood. Maybe it was just a mindset. But whatever it was, it brought you comfort. It brought you stability. It's what God used for many years to provide needs for you, to give you answers, to give you directions. Perhaps it was a mentor, no matter who it was or what it was. You ever notice that in great times of transition, that security is yanked? How do we move on forward without Moses? How are we supposed to take this land and set up a government without Moses? That's scary. It's transition. It's change. Anybody else have issues with change? Man, I don't like change all the time. I like security. I like settling in. I like roosting. And then all of a sudden, you get to a place that you're about to step into God's preparation. Whoop! God showed up. When God, when God announced to them what had happened, they started screaming. They started crying for days. Days turned into weeks. Weeks turned into a whole month. For a month, they lamented and they mourned and they cried about Moses. You ever, you ever been there? Your life starts turning upside down. You have a new chapter roll over, and all of a sudden, all your security's yanked away, and all you want to do is just sit around and wallow in it for a while. God let him do it for a month, a whole month. Then the Bible says he showed up, and he said the first word he said was, now. Now. My grandma, Evelyn Axon, Evelyn Axon was a Georgia Bell. She would have said it like this, now. Nah. I don't know how you spell that. N-A-H, N-A-W. Now, get up. Dry your eyes. That's what God said. Now, I think he, that's what he's saying to some of us. Now, enough. Enough shock. Enough anxiety. Enough worry. Enough, enough. Now, my servant Moses is dead. Here's the, here's, here's the thing that I've learned in life. When you lose your Moses, you run into God. When you lose that security blanket, the only thing you have left to turn to is God. And this is the wonderful thing about what he has to say and about his presence in that time of change. He's saying, as I was, so shall I be. As I was with this thing that I used in your life to bless you in the past, even though I've removed it, so I shall be in this next stage of your life. There's one thing about God. He never changes. Your whole world can change. Your whole world can be shifting. 
You can, you can be trying to find some place to grab, some place to at least stable yourself, and, and, and you, you may be failing at it. But if you want to know where the presence of God is, quiet yourself long enough to sense the one thing in your life that's not changing, and it's going to be the presence of God. He said, as I was, so shall I be. I've got you. I'm not letting go. I'll never leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm always here. There's something about the presence of God that gives you security. You can survive any new chapter in your life. You can survive any challenge in your life. You can survive any change that life wants to throw at you. As long as you can anchor yourself in the presence of God. He said, as I was, I've blessed you all along. I've sustained you all along. I'm still going to sustain you. I'm still here. I haven't moved. I haven't changed. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. I'm at all. God had told Moses earlier, he said, my name is I am. I am. I'm here. I've got you. I am your provision. I am your comfort. There's nothing else on the planet you really need to find comfort in because it's all temporary. It's all transitory. Don't get too comfortable with anything. Why? Because it's all going to change. It's all going to be moved. It's all going to shift. So the only thing we have that we can hang on to to find comfort in is the presence of God, the face of God, the intimacy of God. And that's the great promise. That's the great promise of transition. This story of Joshua entering into a camp the story of them having to figure out, okay, how are we going to eat when we've been provided for in this way? You know, God would, would, would allow manna to fall outside of their tent within reach. Now, that's, that's a, this, this is going to be, I'm going to give you this one for free. Think about it. God allowed manna to fall within reach. He didn't drop the manna in their mouth, did he? The manna fell outside of their tent within reach. So if they wanted to get the manna, they just had to stretch a little bit. I don't know who that word is for today, but someone's been sitting around waiting on God to drop his blessing right into your mouth, drop his provision and his promise right into your mouth. And he's trying to drop it just, just far enough for you be, to be able to reach your daily bread. What it should be is our daily stretch. Give us this, Lord, our daily stretch. Why? He's going to provide for you, but he wants you to stretch and grow to be able to grab it. I don't know who that, maybe that was for me. Amen, David. Thank you, David. I appreciate it, man. Oh, amen. That's some good preaching. Y'all ain't got to listen to me. So how, how is it that we're going to survive without Moses? God didn't even mourn Moses. He just kept talking. He just said, as, as I was with Moses, Moses just faded out. And he just turned and looked at Joshua and said, so I'm going to be with you. That's how God, God doesn't mourn our changes. God doesn't flip out over our situations. If he's allowed it to come into your life, it's to strengthen you. It's to build you up. It's to evolve you into who you need to be and who he's called you to be. Because he does have a purpose. That's the whole reason why you're saved. So I was saved because I was lost. No, you were saved because he had a purpose. We've been called and saved according to his purpose, the Bible says. He's got a purpose for you, so he called you. 
And he said, just like I was with your mama, just like I was with your grandpa, just like I was with all the generations that I had to keep my hand on just for you to be able to get here, I'm going to be that way with you. I'm not going to give up. That's the great promise. That's really the true promise and the inheritance of the children of Israel. It wasn't that they were getting land. That's the blessing of it. But they were getting God. That was their inheritance. He said, look, I'm about to get you into this land in the same way I've been with you all along to provide for you, to protect you, to get you through the Red Sea. I'm still going to be, if you'll stick with me, if you'll obey my laws, if you'll obey my word, if you'll keep it in the forefront of your mind, I'll still stay with you. That's the power of transition. You're going to go through transition. At times, it's going to be hard. Matter of fact, he said, he commanded them, be strong and be brave. Why? Because you're going to need to be. Some of the places I'm going to take you in order for you to grow is going to scare you to death. It's going to freak you out. But remember, as I was, so shall I be. That's your promise. That's your inheritance, that the presence of God will never leave you. It'll never forsake you, and it's not going to give up on you. It's not about the land or any of the possessions that he has. If you get the presence, you get the land. If you seek his face, you'll get his hand that's full of pleasures forevermore. Let's all stand. Transitions power. Transitions power. Father, I thank you for your word. Encourage us today. Those of us who may be going through transition in life, turning into a new chapter, facing new challenges, facing areas that we've not had a manual presented to us on how to handle. Lord, your presence is going to be the strongest for us because you're the one thing that doesn't shift and change in our life. You're the one constant that we can go to in our life, your presence. As you have been in our life, you're going to continue to be. You are the great I am. You aren't the I was or I will be, but you are the I am. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just give them a hand clap of praise today? We're going to sing one more song. Listen, while we're today, while we're tearing down, if anyone needs prayer for anything, you can trust me. You, I would be more than honored for you to interrupt me as I'm trying to tear these drums down. Come interrupt me and give me a reason to pray for you today. Amen.